Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, Wealth Strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Here's your money briefing for Friday, February 9th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Let's admit it. The workday can seem extra long sometimes. I'm in front of this computer all day. I hardly ever talk to my coworkers. They're all staring at their computers. They're all really nice people, but I don't even know what's going on with them. It feels like we all need to take a break. Um, a collective coffee break. In Sweden, there's a name for that. Fika. And some say it can boost productivity. It's different than just you and I taking a quick coffee run to Starbucks and grabbing something and coming back and just talking about work while we're doing it. Fika in the workplace is really a conscious stepping away from your desk, stepping away from laptops and cell phones and going to a space that has nothing work-related. So, does it work? We'll talk to Wall Street Journal reporter Anne-Marie Shaker after the break. AI may be the most important new computer technology ever, but AI needs a lot of processing speed, and that gets expensive fast. Upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet, oracle.com slash wallstreet. To get more productivity out of employees, some U.S. workplaces are taking a page from Sweden and scheduling breaks called FICA. Wall Street Journal reporter Anne-Marie Chaker joins me. Anne-Marie, what is FICA? FICA is a traditional Swedish coffee break. It usually happens mid-morning and then mid-afternoon. Some Swedes take two a day, some one. It's an elevated coffee break where... Anything life-related is discussed. It's very human, and it's a very humane way of connecting with others. So it's a social thing, but it also happens in workplaces, which is what this story was about. So what happens during FICA in the workplace? It's different than just you and I taking a quick coffee run to Starbucks and grabbing something and coming back and just talking about work while we're doing it. FICA in the workplace is really a conscious stepping away from your desk, stepping away from laptops and cell phones and going to a space that has nothing work-related around. And it's talking about everything but work with your coworkers. So in FICA, barriers come down. People don't look at one another as part of a hierarchy They look at one another as human beings, and it's really just a free space to talk about your kids, your life, your hobbies, what inspires you. But the key thing is work generally doesn't come up. And it's a really kind of 
special time that doesn't get blown off. In Fika, it's really culturally regarded as this special time that you don't miss. So you really are asked to detach yourself from your phone and everything else you have that's work-related. From your phone, from everything that's work-related. And it's a really almost respectful space to connect with others as humans. Is it just coffee at these meetings? It's more than coffee. It's, I would say, light fare. And that could be savory. It could be sweet. There are traditional sweets that people bring. Often in these workplaces, people like to bake and they take turns baking at home and bringing something in. There's like a coffee bun that's very traditional and other pastries that are seasonal. And then some spreads I've seen have raw vegetables or like more savory spreads. It's lighter than a full-on lunch, but a little bit more special than just like donuts on the desk kind of thing. Now, coffee breaks at work aren't new, but is fika something new? It's definitely not new, and it probably stemmed from times when people worked in agriculture or in factories and really needed a break from physical work. I've heard that theorized. That was one of the reasons that fika started in the workplace was from the physical labor movement, and it just grew into different classes of work culture. So it's a long-standing tradition in Sweden and more recently has come to the U.S., kind of started by Swedish companies that come U.S. side. They introduce the concept into the U.S. workplace, which gives it a sort of element of cool. And especially at this time when people are looking to connect in all kinds of new ways, it's really become a little bit of a thing here. You spoke to people in the U.S. who have held fikas in the office. What do they tell you? One guy I spoke with is Swedish, and he uses it as a way to randomly connect with people with no agenda. He often does it virtually and he'll have like coffee and gingerbread cookies, which are his favorite. And he'll put in the calendar invite, Fika. And some people know what it is, some people don't. But it's just kind of a very freewheeling, hey, let's connect sort of conversation that people I've talked to say they found really to be charming and invigorating. So it is a way to take a break from the mm -hmm. work day, like you said. But is there a goal here to sort of break down some stress barriers where some work could get done? because it's in a more relaxed environment? There's been some research on this. The key here is it's a communal coffee break. So it's not like me and you and someone else step away while everybody else is working. No, it's everybody gets up and disconnects from work. And there was a really interesting MIT study of call center workers that looked at communal coffee breaks and their effectiveness. And it found that teams that scheduled 15-minute breaks together were 18% more communicative with one another throughout the workday than groups that had staggered breaks where one guy takes a coffee break and then another one and then another one. And as part of that, they also found that turnover was only 12% among those teams that held the collective coffee break versus 40% for everyone else. The collectiveness fostered by these breaks led to about $15 million worth of increased annual productivity. So I thought that was really interesting. Is this trend likely to be adopted by other companies? We are in a very metric-oriented kind of productivity society where minutes are counted. We have 
employers now that are tracking badge swipes come into the office. And I don't know that all employers are going to be interested in this loosey-goosey, hey, let's bond kind of thing during work hours. There's a great argument to be said for it. Plenty of studies have shown that when people are totally relaxed and totally comfortable with their colleagues, they're much more likely to be comfortable coming up with great innovative ideas and sharing without feeling shy. But I don't know that U.S. companies are necessarily going to go for it. That's WSJ reporter Anne-Marie Chaker. And that's it for your Money Briefing. We'll be back Monday morning with WSJ's Julia Carpenter to discuss how money can impact your friendships. Today's show was produced by Ariana Osperu. I'm your host, J.R. Whalen. Jessica Fenson and Michael Laval wrote our theme music. Our supervising producer is Melanie Roy. Aisha Al-Muslim is our development producer. Scott Salloway and Chris Zinsley are our deputy editors. And Falana Patterson is the Wall Street Journal's head of news audio. Thanks for listening. Apollo is working to ensure a bright, bold future, financing solutions to some of the most complex challenges the world is facing. Apollo, investing in tomorrow, today. Learn more at Apollo.com.